0: Shapeshifters,
1: which is South Africa's oldest commercial website, a, a website that uh, does business, an online an online trading platform, an online business. Which is it? Which do you think? We're talking to the granddaddy of the internet in South Africa mm. this evening. Our shapeshifter, Ryan Bacher, chief executive of NetFlorist. You, I think Kalahari started a, a week or two before you, but they've been bought by Take a Lot. Does that make you the oldest online? transaction platform in South Africa.
0: Something like that. I've never had the word granddaddy in my name using the same sentence. It but, doesn't, but doesn't in, feel all that great, but in, it's in, true. In
1: internet terms, yeah, in internet um, terms we're, you're 16 years old. Yeah. And that does make you the granddaddy.
0: Yeah, we are. We okay. are, we are. I mean, the
1: 1999, take me back to dial-up <laughs> modems and this bright idea that you were going to start a florist business using this thing called the internet, which seven people could access in 1999. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we were certainly slightly ahead of the time. That's a bit of a euphemism. But um, it was a time when the internet was starting to happen in America. I mean, Amazon started, I think, four years before that. So Mm. they were still in the infancy. And um, in South Africa, people, email was starting to get going. But online e-commerce was was unheard of. And in fact, it was so unheard of that our first uh, few months of transactions, they weren't real. Our customers didn't know that because what happened is – You'd put in your credit card and a little egg timer would come up and say, you know, busy processing. And then boom, it would say your, your, uh, your transaction's been successful. And in fact, nothing had happened. All that had happened was um, we got a notification that somebody had tried to pay and we saw the credit card details. We saw them when we put them into a speed point next to my desk. But the customer didn't know that. And it was quite funny because there were one or two guys thinking about going online at that stage, selling stuff. And they phoned me and they said, "Like, who are you using for internet transactions? Who's you using for your switch?" And I mean, it was a farce. I said, to him, "Look, I can't tell you; it's top secret." <laughs> we weren't using anybody. We were we had a speedpoint machine, so it was it was it was e commerce, but I guess it wasn't true e commerce at that stage. But uh, but that's how we started.
1: What what, what was the catalyst for the <clears throat> idea? I mean, here's 1999; it is the dark age of the internet. And for I mean, I, I found an old computer the other day and uh, with a modem, and I plugged it in and I tried to dial up and. I just gave up after five yeah. minutes because we've become so used to, uh, although our internet speeds are slow, um, relatively speedy internet.
0: Yeah, sure. So actually, it's 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 a it's a bit of a strange story because the reason why we built NetForest was not to run an online florist. Um, we uh, the 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 True Group at that stage, which doesn't exist anymore, yeah. but it was Macro and Game and all these kind of uh, big retailers. Had invested in the business that I was part of called NetActive at the time, and they wanted us to build their website, e-commerce. They wanted us to put macro online. NetActive,
1: active, Net active was, was an ISP, an internet exactly. service
0: provider. Yeah, that's where NetFloris came from. That's why the name met. Oh, okay. And um, they wanted us to build macro's website, e-commerce, and uh, we didn't know what we didn't know anything about that. So we said, "Look, we'll learn, and then we'll come back to you and tell you." So you I'd started
1: it. up as an experiment.
0: It was purely an experiment. We had no inclination at all to run, own do anything to do with flowers. We knew nothing about flowers. I mean my two partners and we've got a like a law degree, an engineer and a CA. I mean
1: Which is which one are you?
0: Um the law degree. And okay I, <clears throat> between the three of us we didn't know another flower besides a rose. So there was really, there, and there was no there wasn't a McKinsey's research document about the floral industry that we'd looked at. Nothing. We just wanted to sell a few flowers, go to Macro, say look, we know what we're doing. We'll do your website.
1: I mean, does interflora still exist? Because interflora was the way in which you would buy right. flowers. You'd go to a florist here, you'd pay them, um, they would take a cut, and they would then go to the florist nearest to where the destination right. was. That florist would then execute the delivery. That interflora was the, the net florist of the, the 80s right. and 90s.
0: So what the internet has done is is, is basically disintermediate, disintermediate that model. So that's, that's really because why, why do you need a third party? When, uh, when you can go on the internet mm. find the local florist uh, that you want and order. And from our point of view, we've got our own warehouses, so we don't use third-party florists. So we're a direct model. And uh, I think the, the kind of the old interflora model around the
1: world has largely gone away. But uh, when NetFlorist started then, and it was started <coughs> as an experiment, um, you, what, at what point did you decide, hey, this could actually work as a business? So we didn't turn it off.
0: Um, that was a mistake actually. We we ran it for Valentine's Day that year. We got a few orders and we were gonna close What's it a down. Few? So we actually we got thirty thousand Rand worth of orders, which made us the size of a florist. A florist in those days did about thirty thousand Rand a month. And we started thinking, kinda of like, hold the phone. <laughs> you know, with without anything, without any knowledge, without with a website, we were able to do the same kind of revenue as a retail florist. And so we kind of had that in the back of our minds, but we were running an ISP and we were trying to get macro right, et cetera. And about about a year later, so we kept this thing ticking. We took orders, and we about a year later we thought, you know, there, there's an opportunity here. And it it was just fortuitous is another euphemism because firstly, that we picked flowers <clears throat> was random. But very good from an internet sales point of view, because one of the challenges of the internet, certainly in the early days, was you can 't touch and feel the product, so selling a couch online is complicated. people yeah. want to sit on it right, But people had been phoning a florist for fifty years, and nobody had walked into a florist for a long time, so we didn 't have to get over that touch and feel thing, and we didn 't know that there was no we didn 't know that at there was the no we, textbook written about it. no, that. we no. just fell into that um, and also we were we were lucky in that South africa didn 't have a dominant brand it didn 't have a aggressive kind of incumbent trying to own the market. And <clears throat> in other countries, it certainly did, but in South Africa, it didn't. So there was a void. So we kind of understood that a year later and we thought to ourselves, hold on, let's make a business out of this.
1: Okay, so 2010 is really the birth of <coughs> florist properly then. I mean, I, I beg your pardon, uh, 2000. 2000, yeah,
0: yeah. 2000. And that was an interesting time because in 2001, then the tech it bubble burst, yeah, so yeah. completely went away. So um, I was actually, I was part of a forum. Um, in 2000 called the South African Forum for e-tailers. And at that stage, if you had .com in your name, you were getting finance. Everybody was excited. We had 108 members. In 2002, we had eight. They'd all gone away.
1: That was the destruction. I mean, destruction. 90% of anybody yeah. in e-commerce in South Africa was wiped out gone. Um, yeah. as the tech bubble burst. How close did you come to getting wiped out?
0: Um, yeah, reasonably, I guess, um, <clears throat> we were lucky in one sense in that we didn't have a lot of money to spend, so we hadn't overcapitalized the business. So we hadn't spent a whole lot of money on marketing, and we weren't in the red, basically. So we could continue at a, at a kind of a cash flow even basis for a while and trade through it. Whereas a lot of the other guys had gone for f- uh, rounds of funding, put a few million rand into their business, needed more, and the funding had dried up because the venture capitalists said this dot-com thing is a, is a load of hogwash.
1: But did you still maintain the belief that there was a longevity, or by that time you'd committed so much and you'd given up your ISP life that you were now in it for the long haul?
0: Yeah. So we did. We kind of, we I'd read a book uh, by Bill Gates, that, I think it was uh, Business at the Speed of Thought that he wrote. Yes. And he said a great thing. He said that with technology, you always overestimate the short term impact and underestimate it in the long term. And we kind of had that belief. We thought that there would be this kind of hype and then it would stabilize but in the long term this internet thing wouldn't be a fad it would stick it out and uh fortunately that's that's proved correct in south africa and around the world
1: when else did you see tabac aftershave well i've just found it on net perfume because there's net perfume there's net jewel there's net gifts there's net Florists, and there's net bakers so what well, is net bakery what is it no it's just a bakery inside okay. the
0: business that's so just the division of the business and um,
1: and you know mu- as much about cakes as you did about flowers in 1999? I consume more cakes than I did flowers in 1999, <laughs> unfortunately.
0: Um, but, yeah, we're, we're expanding the business quite rapidly in a horizontal way. So okay, a-
1: now that you've just, you've
0: just shifted from English into tech speak. You've moved uh, in a horizontal way. Right. So in other words, we're just offering different categories inside of our business. So we don't see ourselves as a florist. We see ourselves as a gifting business. And confectionery is a very big gifting line. And the reason why we came up with it is birthday is our biggest occasion. So we have these big um, peaks like Valentine's Day and Mother's Day, but throughout the year, birthdays are our biggest single occasion, and they're an occasion every day. And cakes and cupcakes and muffins are great birthday gifts. So we went into that, but uh, we were a little bit ballsy, I guess you could say, because we didn't want to outsource it. We don't really outsource anything in our business. So we spent a year researching it, and we've built a industrial kitchen, in our warehouse, mm-hmm. and we've hired a fantastic baker uh, named Zani and her and her team have developed and we are now selling and delivering extraordinary confectionery products from cakes to cupcakes in a jar to muffins to chocolate chip cookies to brondies and brownies to things that I never, I'd never heard of. But <laughs> now we've got a, a full-scale bakery and it's all fresh stuff. And it's but but
1: that's the thing. Where people are terrified of fresh and delivering fresh, you've developed the infrastructure around fresh, because flowers don't last forever. Correct. Um, and they've, uh, from being picked, they've got to then be displayed and delivered within a short space of time in the same way as fresh confectionery has to Exactly.
0: Display. So it fits in. I mean, we've got cold chain in our vehicles. And exactly what you said, that it's hard. A big philosophy of ours strategically is we like to do stuff that's hard. And in the online game, in the delivery game, nobody wants to go near perishable goods. It's fraught with difficulty. And for us, if we can deliver roses, which are notoriously fragile then cakes and those kind of things are not that scary for us. But we we hope it's a big barrier for other guys because if you want to do this, you've got to have a kitchen, you've got to have a cold chain, and it's complicated. And, and we love that. So mm. we, I mean, our, uh, our bakery, whenever we get an order for cake, we all kind of get very excited, even though it's not paying the rent yet. No. Uh, but we love that South Africans are trusting us. I mean, at the moment, we're doing about... 60 to 70 a day deliveries, which is great. I mean, we just love that people are buying personalized cakes. It'll say, happy birthday, Bruce, and it's a beautiful chocolate or vanilla sponge cake or things that I'd never heard of six months ago. And ding dong, your bell goes, and it gets delivered.
1: And it'll get to a stage, no doubt, where right now you can order for a chocolate sponge, and so you got a chocolate sponge. Somebody whips, uh, whisks right. it up, and whips it up, and pops out a chocolate sponge. At some point, you're going to have to be producing three hundred chocolate sponges a day, right. And getting a supply chain and getting the logistics of all of that because that suddenly makes life a lot more complicated, doesn't right.
0: it? Right, and it's it's the classic challenge with this kind of business. So, I mean, we built a, a kitchen, and it's about about eighty odd square meters. And I was thinking the other day. No, we built this thing too small. Um, mm. And that's three months after launching. So it's the power of the internet and hopefully it's the power of our brand is that we can get this kind of message out. And, yeah, we'll have to scale it and we're excited about that. We'll grow the kitchen. Maybe we'll build a bigger kitchen. I'm not sure. And we'll, we'll build it as we go. But you're right. It's uh, I mean we hope to do 500 a day. We think the category is big enough. And uh, it's very complementary to the other stuff that we do in our business.
1: When we, do, we look at the evolution of the Internet and the way in which we interact uh, with, the, with the Internet, um, are most of your orders still coming through people between 8 and 5 sitting at their desks at work or people using mobile devices or people using their iPads and their iPhones and their Android devices?
0: Right. So 10% of our orders right now are coming from smartphones. So 10% is great. Um, and that's only going to go one way. Now, the stats right now, uh, Google's stats, are that 35% of all searches right now in the country are happening on a smartphone. So um, it's only going to move in that direction. Right now, our desktop, what we call our desktop business, is bigger than our mobile business. Okay but that's going to even out, and the mobile business will take it over in the next two or three years. I'm pretty sure.
1: How big is is the South African market big enough for um, the the online businesses that we have? Because we've got we've, we've seen the consolidation, for example, of the of Kalahari and Take a Lot right. under the Take a Lot brand. The market was too small right. at this stage. We we see Woolies continue to battle and um, to do online deliveries and pick and pay battle with it as well to get the fresh stuff delivered into homes. You've diversified across the gift space and th- there doesn't seem to be too much competition there. No, so
0: we're definitely in a niche category, there's no question. And uh, the benefit of being in a niche category is that the margins are better. Um, it's harder to do, so the competition is lower. I think the challenge with Kalahari and lot is they're in a business where generally a lot of what they sell Uh, price wise is going down every year books are coming down every year cds and dvds and these kind of things and electronics are going down every year so for them the challenge for them is to grow their revenue their orders significantly so they can offset the the depreciation literally in their business so we don't have that kind of challenge um and because of that we we think that our niche area which is gifting um is big enough for us to build a a really nice size business who do
1: you admire most in the online space in south africa
0: well, wow, that's a tough question. Um, so I would think um, I like what Superbulous have done. I think they're a new upstart.
1: Kind what, of what are they doing? Remind me. So they do
0: a kind of... Um,
1: it's all again. It's retail, isn't it? I mean, it's retail it's, it's shoes and, it's, and that but sort it's of unusual
0: stuff. stuff that you're not really going to find yes. on let's call okay. it the high street, with yeah. whatever you define that. So I like that. Got to be imported
1: stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I
0: know the guys that run it, and they've done it in pretty quick time. And uh, so, and I like their technology, and I think they're an interesting business.
1: Okay, yeah. and, but the, the secret of what what any online business is to make it more convenient than leaving the office and going to the shops for an hour. Um, I can go online. I can look at a product, or I, I can buy something online. You've got to make it easier and financially worthwhile for me to do it via you rather than go into the, the local home industries and buy a cake there or to go to the local jewelry shop and pick up a Pandora bracelet there or whatever it might be.
0: So I think I think that's the case, and it has been up until now, but our mantra is not that anymore. So our mantra is up until now, convenience, et cetera, and our brand, but we want you to buy from us because our product's better. Mm. In other words, I, I think it's not sustainable to be a convenience play. Um, you know, if your product is average and you're very convenient, I think eventually the market's going to find that out. So, whilst we are very convenient and our technology is nice and we deliver on time and all of those kind of things, our main our main concern is that our flowers are fresher than anybody else's, our cakes better, our jewelry's better. So we really are focusing on being a product business more than anything else, and the convenience and all those other kind of things will be an added reason why you'll why you'll use us. Are well,
1: you having to be bought out by a by a big player who wants to raid the South African market uh, for in the online retail space? You're fiercely independent. you still have fun?
0: Um, we're independent. We're about the only independent guys left as well. I mean, all the, all the names that you could think of online have some other investor overseas yeah. or Nuspass or these guys called Tiger that are a big venture capital yeah. firm. Uh, we're about the only guys that aren't, and we've stuck that way. We've had um, lots of offers and lots of inquiries, et cetera, but we kind of like
1: uh, uh, owning our own destiny. Fabulous story of Ryan Bacher, Chief Executive of NetFlorist, tonight's Shapeshifter.